Hello and welcome to another episode of Ball Sticks and Fist. This is your host Keaton and we are live. So earlier this week I said that we were going to have a big show today and I believe we do have a big show today. So I'm going to take my time with this show, want to make sure I get it right. Um, so today's show I am going to break down what I think are some key matchups for this upcoming week and uh, then I'm going to go through some of possible gambling picks that I might be playing uh, but some picks that I like and then I'm gonna go through all 83 football games not break them down I'm just gonna go through and say who I think is gonna win and then I'm gonna track uh, my predictions throughout the throughout the year I might have to uh, switch it up throughout the weeks because 83 games is a lot to go through so that's going to be at the end of the show, so if you don't want to stick around to just listen to who I think is going to win all 83 games, uh, feel free to dip out after my gambling picks. So uh, let's start off. Uh, it's a big week. Officially football season, week one. Temperature's kind of coming down. Last week it was kind of hot, so it didn't really feel like fall. didn't really feel like football weather, so... Hopefully the temperature continues to drop a little and we get into that perfect ball football weather. All right, so first matchup that we're going to break down is coming up on tomorrow. Today's Wednesday, so tomorrow, Thursday, September 1st, we have Penn State at Purdue. So Penn State is a minus three and a half favorite, which is appealing. It's very much appealing. Uh Looked at the forecast, should be some clear weather, so weather shouldn't have a factor into it. Um, so let's break it down. Uh, James Franklin's going into his ninth year at Penn State. He has an overall record of 67-34. and 34. Uh, Jeff Brom, Purdue's head coach, this is his sixth year. He is 27-29 at his tenure at Penn State. Uh, so a little quick fact, Penn State is 4-1 and one in regular season openers against opposing Big Ten teams, so that is something to look out for. Penn State does have a new defensive coordinator in um, Manny Diaz, so look for that. He likes to send lots of pressure, and uh, Purdue has a good screen game to counter the pressure that Manny Diaz likes to send. So... Look out for that also, because you know how you defeat pressure, setting up screens. Pressure's no good if you set up screens. Uh, so Aiden O'Connell, uh, Purdue's quarterback, will look out to uh, get the ball out fast to avoid that pressure. Uh, on the flip, Purdue really has no run game, so don't look for Purdue to try and stop. They might obviously they're going to try and run the ball, but don't look for them to have any success running. Uh, so they've lost some key receivers. Uh, David Bell got drafted, and then Milton Wright's academically ineligible. But they did pick up some receivers in the portal, so we'll see if they have any impact. Penn State's defense, uh, linebackers are kind of a question mark, so we'll see how they uh, look especially with Purdue and their RPO game. The linebackers are a very key matchup. So we'll see how the linebackers look for Penn State. Uh, they have Joey Porter Jr. returning that corner. It's a pretty solid corner. Uh, Penn State's defensive line 
has some potential, but there's going to be some new faces. Uh, might be relying on some young guys to uh, show up and make a name for themselves. Uh, Sean Clifford, as we know, is back for his 20th year. Uh, longest 10-year quarterback in uh, college football history. He's made a <laughs> Just kidding. This is his sixth year at Penn State, fourth year starting. Uh, he has some weapons. Parker Washington's an animal. I believe he's going to be like the next the next Hamler, the next Jihad Dotson out of Penn State. So look for Parker Washington. Uh, Penn State tight ends. Penn State's known for some good tight end play. Expect Clifford to target some tight ends. They usually like the matchups that the tight ends bring. Offensive line might be a question mark, keeping Clifford healthy, keeping him off his butt. So see how the offensive line looks. Uh, prediction. Honestly, this might look like a trap game for Penn State going into Purdue night game. Jeff Brom plays good. He always has his team ready to play. But I'm not buying it. If this game would happen later in the season, maybe, but Penn State tends to start off pretty good. So prediction, Penn State 34, Purdue 24. Let's get into the big game of uh, tomorrow night. Backyard brawl returns. West Virginia at number 17, Pitt. Pitt is a minus 7.5 favorite against West Virginia. Uh these schools are 77 miles apart. As we know, Pitt's the defending ACC champions. Uh, they've lost Jordan Addison in the portal, but like I said in my breakdown of the teams, uh, they picked up Mumfield from Akron and Bub Means from Louisiana Tech to fill the void at wide receiver. So uh, Pitt named Keaton Slovis or Keaton Slovis to uh, as their starting quarterback. Uh, West Virginia named JT Daniels as their starting quarterback. Both of them were together at USC where Slovis beat out JT Daniels and then JT Daniels ended up transferring to Georgia where he got beat out again. And then, so this is his third school. He finally won the job. We will see how it looks, how he looks. Uh, so Pitt's going to try and run the ball down West Virginia's throat. Backyard brawl, they're going to try and develop physicality right off the bat don't be surprised if Pitt comes out with three straight runs trying to set the tone uh, w, WVU on the other side they're pretty RPO heavy and when they and they like to take shots down the field but Narduzzi's uh, MO is he's going to put his corners on an island he's going to load up the box to stop the run and then he's going to force you to throw it and he has Trust in his corners that they're going to be able to lock down your receivers. That game plan against the Big 12 offense, uh, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of, I'm kind of skeptical about it, but he's the defensive guru and I'm just some guy talking in the mic. So we'll see how it is. Uh, Pitt's D line is going to be one of the, they're really good D lines. So look for them to have a lot of pressure on JT Daniels. And, uh, yeah, Pitt's also returned their whole offensive line. Uh, saw a tweet that they're ranked the number third offensive line in the country. Uh, WVU also has a solid offensive line, I believe. So I think it's going to be a pretty physical game. Uh, honestly, it might come down to special teams and field positioning. 
Uh, my final prediction, though, it's going to be a lot closer than what people think, and I think it's a game that Pitt can lose. It's a game in the past history that Pitt has showed the capability of losing. Uh, prediction, though, Pitt 35, WVU 31. Also, while we're on this topic of Pitt versus West Virginia, if you guys have seen sports centers just circulating this thing, ESPN circulating this image, that vivid seat said that it's going to be 75% WVU fans and only 25% Pitt fans. Now let's do some numbers here. Pitt has sold 13,000 student tickets for this game. 13,000. How much capacity does Akershire Stadium have? I searched it up. It's 68,000. Now, let's do some quick math here. 13,000 over 68,000. What's that come out to be? Comes out to be around 19%. So let's round up and say 20. There's going to be 20 kit, 20% just students there. And you say there's only going to be 5%, 5% of uh, the rest are going to be pit fans. And then the, so 20% is going to be taken up by students. And then the remaining 5% pit fans are going to be in the stands. Yeah, fucking right. Go, 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 go get a grasp. All right. First off, first off, so right there, 20%. First off, how do you get these numbers? So I did a little research. So they like just do it from like team loyalness and stuff. So you have these uh, these uh, statistics, right? Anyone who's ever taken any stats class, any data analytics class knows about like, so how to collect data is a huge thing. So how, what's their sample size first off? What, they like sold a couple of resells tickets on their thing on Vivid Seats. So they like surveyed like, I don't know, let's just say a thousand people. And 750 of them said that they're WEU fans. And then the remaining 250 said that they were Pitt fans. And then you go to Sports Center and give them this graphic saying that there's 75% WEU fans expected at the game. Are you like, that's what we're doing? in stats now because I don't think that, I don't think that's reliable and I don't think you can really trust that your conference inter, your confidence interval is probably 5% there's 68,000 tickets sold and we don't you're not going to tell us how how you got these numbers how you surveyed people if you surveyed people like we would say this data is unreliable and WU fans are running with it on Twitter, and it's annoying as fuck. And I hope Pitt smashes WU's face in on Thursday night. But something tells me they're not gonna, and I'm just gonna have to delete Twitter because WU fans have like they're just like they're keyboard they're keyboard warriors on Twitter. They don't look into anything. They see something, they run with it. But you actually break it down, it is analytically impossible for a 75-25 split. So, Sports Center, ESPN, do better. Vivid Seats, do better. Your calculations are mildly off, really off. And I guess we'll see tomorrow night who has more fans there because I guarantee you when it's third down, WVU's backed up in their own zone, I guarantee you that stadium's fucking rocking. And if it was a 75-25 split, that stadium would not be rocking. 
because WVU claims they sell out their stadium every single fucking week. But I don't know because I think I watched you guys against Long Island University last year and I don't think it was fucking packed. And that's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. WVU hasn't been relevant since like 2017. And somehow they still have this ego and it's pretty hilarious. I was saying Pitt should have an ego. They've only had, what, like one good year since 2017 also, and that was last year. But 75-25 split. 75-25 split, not happening. Not a chance. Uh, pretty disappointed that ESPN is actually spreading this fucking information. Just go buy the student tickets, and it's already 20% Pitt fans, just from the students itself. And then you have another 50,000 people. So I don't know how they calculate this information because Vivid Seats isn't even, the, isn't even the vendor for the seats. They're an after resale market. So I don't know how they got this information. But it's wrong. And it shouldn't be being spread all over the place. That's fact. Because it's simply not going to happen. So that's my little rant. I guess we'll see tomorrow night. Friday, there's really no key matchups, but uh, a game that to look out for would be Illinois at Indiana. Uh, I just think it's going to be a good Big Ten game. I have Illinois winning 38-21. to 21. Uh, Saturday, there's a bunch of good games on. little low-key weekend. Um, so let's get it started with North Carolina at Appalachian State at 12 o'clock on ESPNU. Um, North Carolina is minus 0.5 points at Appalachian State. Uh, last year, UNC was 0-6 on the road. Let me repeat that again. 0-6, 0-6, zap, 0. They didn't win a single game on the road last year. Uh, in App State, Boone, North Carolina, they will be rocking nice and early. Uh, App State has brought back four out of their five offensive linemen. Uh, they brought back their quarterback and Chase Bryce. Uh, they lost some of their receivers, but they brought back some leading rushers. Uh, and honestly, I think UNC's defense is suspect. I know they have a new defense coordinator, Gene Chizik. They brought him out of retirement, brought him off the analyst desk. But UNC's defense looked suspect last week against Florida A&M, and there's no reason why that game was as close as it should should have been. So expect a lot of points. Uh, UNC has quarterback uh, Drake May and Josh Downs as their receiver. They got a good connection going, but I simply don't think it matters. <laughs> Prediction, App State 48, UNC 31. On to the next. This isn't really a key matchup, but it's kind of on my upset alert. You got NC State, number 13 team in the country, uh, traveling to East Carolina. Um, NC State's minus 11 and a half. This game's 12 o'clock noon on ESPN. It might be an early trap game for NC State, but I think NC State's too much of a veteran team to call this a trap game. Uh, East Carolina offense is able to move the ball through the air or on the ground. Uh, Devin Larry at quarterback for NC State, solid player. Honestly, I think NC State handles them. Prediction, 
NC State 45, East Carolina 17. Moving on to a marquee matchup, something to carry us into the afternoon. Number 11, Oregon versus number 3, Georgia. Neutral site game at Mercedes Superdome in Atlanta. So it's really not neutral site because it's being played in Georgia, but technically neutral site, but not really. This game is 3.30 on ABC. Georgia is minus 16.5. A lot of points. Uh, Like I said in episode one, Dan Lanning, head coach at Oregon, was Georgia's defensive coordinator last year. Uh, Oregon, though, has a very deep receiving core. And as we know about Oregon, they can be explosive. Uh, Bo Nix should be the name, the starter for Oregon, the Auburn transfer. And Georgia's losing a lot. There's a lot of question marks around Georgia. People think they're just going to reload, and they very well could. But guess what? Week one, who knows? I'm calling an upset here. Oregon 24, Georgia 17. I could be so wrong on this, but I'm just calling it. Move on to another 330 game. We got number 23, Cincinnati, traveling to number 19, Arkansas. This game is being played on ESPN at 3.30. Arkansas is a minus 6.5 favorite. Uh, They got K.J. Jefferson back at quarterback, but they did lose Traylon Burks uh, to the draft. Uh, But I think that Arkansas is going to be way too physical. Their quarter, Jefferson, can run. uh, And Cincinnati simply lost too much. They lost uh, Desmond Ritter, Sauce Gardner, their running back, their leading receiver, and Alex Pierce. That is just way too much talent for Cincinnati to reload in one year. I know Luke Fickle is going to have his players ready to play, but this talent gap is going to be way too big. Uh, even with that roster last year, you could see that they struggled against some, you know, against Bama in the national, cha- I mean, in the semifinal. But uh, obviously, I'm not putting Arkansas on Bama's level, but. Arkansas is just as as physical. So, uh, prediction, Arkansas 48, Cincinnati 14. Moving on to a game that you might not have thought that I would have brought up. This is number 24, Houston, traveling to UTSA. That is, stands for University of Texas at San Antonio. Uh, this is a 3.30 game on CBS Sports. Uh, Houston's a minus 4.5. And you might not know much about these teams, so let me enlighten you. Both teams were 12-2 and two last year. This could be the sleeper game of the weekend. I really like Houston a lot. Uh, Houston's quarterback, Clayton Toon, just can't turn over the ball. He has to be smart with the ball. Uh, they also lost their starting running back in the spring due to a torn ACL. But expect a pass-heavy Houston. Uh, this year, I don't really know much about UTSA. Besides, they won a lot of games last year. And if you win games, people are going to pay attention. So so to me, this is going to be a pretty... It's like a hostile environment. You got a team from Houston traveling into San Antonio. My prediction, Houston 31, UTSA 17. All right, so now we're going to move into the nightcap. We have a game in the swamp. Number seven, Utah traveling to Florida, seven o'clock ESPN. Utah's minus two and a half favorites. 
This is the first game for Billy Napier as the head coach at Florida. Uh, Utah is way too experienced, I think, and they will not be shocked. They won't like they they won't be like uh, they won't be shocked by the environment. I'll just keep it at that. Uh, look for Utah to go into SEC country and make a statement. I don't know if there's going to be any like issue with the travel going from west to coast to coast, basically. So, uh, but look for Utah to make a statement. Utah thirty-five, Florida ten, is my prediction. And last but not well, I guess this is the last. Yeah. Lastly, we have number five Notre Dame traveling to the horseshoe to take on number two Ohio State. This game's 7.30 on ABC. Ohio State's minus 17.5 points. Yes, that's a lot of points. No, I would not take that. Uh, so, Notre Dame might be without a key offense lineman. He's questionable still. Um, he was an All-American last year, so we'll see if he plays. Uh, but expect Ohio State's defense line to have an impact on this game. They're going to be physical. They're going to be rotating in and out. They're going to be fresh. And expect them to be getting after Tyler Buckner. Uh, linebackers in, this, in the secondary, though, still a huge question mark for me. It's going to be interesting to see how Ohio State's defense looks with Jim Knowles, Curls, Knowles, calling it. So, Notre Dame's quarterback, Tyler Buckner, uh, Buchner, Buckner, however you want to pronounce it, has the ability to affect the game with his legs. And Ohio State can struggle with that. Dual threat. So, we'll see how Ohio State deals with him. Because he can extend plays with his legs. He can take off. And supposedly his arm's gotten a lot better this offseason. Tight end, Michael Meyer will be a matchup nightmare for Ohio State's linebackers. I don't like this matchup at all. Michael Myers, All-American, and he'll be Buchner's, Buckner's, Buchner's favorite target all night. Uh, Do I even have to talk about Ohio State's offense, though? It's pretty self-explanatory on them. They'll put up a lot of points or be explosive and settle for three. Hopefully not. Hopefully they put it in the end zone, but... They've had they've had a history of fizzling out whenever they get in the red zone. So hopefully they're able to finish off drives. Uh, Ohio State struggles with non-Big Ten ranked opponents at home. It's a proven fact. So expect this one to be a lot closer than what everyone thinks. Because I sure know it's going to be a lot closer than what everyone thinks. In the last 15 years, Ohio State's 1-3 against ranked opponents that are out of conference at home. One in three. That's not a very good track record at home against ranked opponents that aren't in the Big Ten. That being said, prediction, Ohio State 34, Notre Dame 31. Don't forget, guys, we have football. We have college football on Sunday and Monday, Labor Day weekend. Sunday, we have Florida State at LSU, and then Monday in Atlanta, we have uh, Clemson versus Georgia Tech. So, football all weekend. So, that was my little breakdown about the key matchups. Hopefully, I kind of went in depth a little bit, give you a little more insight when you're watching these games. Um, 
So I'm going to get into some possible gambling picks I like this weekend. So it's week one. So we're not going to empty the clip. We're going to keep it simple. I'm not going to bet any straights. If straights are boring, and you got to usually put a little more juice down. If you're going with straights then you and you're betting with the favorite, you got to go with the points because then it's the even money. So I have a couple little what I call uh, bankroll builders. Something light, something not too crazy. And I have three of them. Three parlays. So let me get into gambling a little bit. It's very important to um, know your bankroll, know how much you're comfortable losing. Because the only thing guaranteed in gambling is whenever you log on and bet, and you bet that money you never see again unless you win. That's the only thing guaranteed in money and gambling. Sorry, the only thing guaranteed in gambling is losing money. So with Units and stuff, it is recommended to do 1% of your bankroll. So say if you had $1,000, 1% of your bankroll is $10. So one unit should be around $10. Uh, starting off though, I'm gonna start my, uh, we're gonna start low and then I'm gonna build. Just from the simple fact it's week one. There's a lot of weeks of college football. I don't wanna start off uh, guns blazing. Last year I started off with a couple um, bankroll builders and I built myself a built myself a pretty good <laughs> pretty good gambling uh, track record last year. I was, was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive gambling record last year. But it's a new year. That shit doesn't matter. So we're just going to build again. I'm going to start off the same way I started off last year. Just a small little parlay. Go into maybe a couple live bets. And then just build. Build. And then guess what? You get into your straights. Because straights is how you win money. It's a lot easier. Your percentage is a lot easier to win in a straight than a parlay. Because the odds aren't as stacked up as against you. But we'll get into that another time. Because... We're just building. We got some bankroll builders here. So my first one, I have uh, this one. I'm kind of iffy about. Not gonna lie, just because it's, I start off with Penn State money line, NC State money line, and Utah money line. That brings you to plus two twenty five odds. So the only thing I'm iffy about is Penn State traveling into Lafayette, uh, Indiana, and playing Purdue at night on Thursday night because I think it's a pretty solid uh, pretty solid builder of a parlay the only iffy thing is if Penn State loses at Purdue in the night game and obviously Utah's traveling to Florida at night so that could be a little iffy too but I'm pretty high on Utah um, and then NC State as we just talked about they're playing East Carolina so uh, the next parlay so so just to repeat, that parlay is Penn State money line, NC State money line, and Utah money line at plus two twenty-five. This next one, this next one's a four-legger. Um, I have Arkansas money line against Cincy. I have 
Houston money line against UTSA. I have BYU money line against University of South Florida. I have Kentucky money line against Miami of Ohio. This one brings out to plus 188 odds. So we got plus money again. I really like this bet. I think the only iffy one is Houston and possibly Arkansas. Eh, who am I kidding? Mostly Houston. <laughs> but I don't think Houston will have a problem with UTSA. But hey, you never know. Houston's no world beater, so they could very much go into UTSA and lose that game. But that one brings you out to plus 188 odds. Again, that is Arkansas money line, Houston money line, BYU money line, and Kentucky money line. Also, a quick little thing, just so like you guys understand the odds and stuff. Game, this this is it. This is a slow roll. This isn't a get hit the big parlay one weekend and then you're set. We're gonna be building here. I want to build something special gambling this year. Something smart. Last year, did not manage my bankroll well. Whenever I started hitting the big ones, actually, I lost everything from college football. Then I won it back in the NFL, but. Just bankroll management's key early on. You really want to manage, you want to build, 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 stack the wins, and manage your bankroll. So, on to the third and final parlay I have. I'm calling this one the Friday night special. What else would you rather do on Friday rather than watch college football and win some money? Friday night special. That's what I'm talking about. We got Virginia Tech money line against Old Dominion. This might be a little trap for Virginia Tech traveling into a in-state team in Old Dominion. But hey, I trust Va Tech. Maybe, maybe not. But hopefully, just kidding. I do trust them. That's why they're on here. Virginia Tech money line against Old Dominion. Duke money line against uh, Temple. And I have Illinois money line against uh, Indiana. This one's a little more risky, plus 298 odds. But hey, it's the Friday night special. If you're going out and you want your drinks to be paid for at the end of the night, Friday night special is the way to go. Hopefully, knock on wood. So that's going to wrap up my gambling picks. Uh, Hopefully we stack the days. Hopefully we all win some money together if you decide to tail. But just as a caution, I am not responsible for your gambling losses. Uh, gamble as you should. And I am not a professional by any means. So if you don't like them, don't go with them. I'm just trying to provide some help. Let me take a little sip of water here. Alright, so that's the majority of the show. Well, no, don't turn it off yet. There's way more to come. Uh, we're going to go through 83 games. No breakdown at all. I'm just going to go through them and who I win. This is no spread. This is just who I think is going to win. And on the next episode on Sunday or Monday, well, uh, there's games on Monday and Sunday. Uh, whenever the next episode is, uh, I'm going to tally up my record and I'm going to keep it throughout. I'm also going to tally up the gambling picks also. And we're going to keep track of uh, how much money we're up through up or down throughout the whole season. So proven results. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't 
game prediction. St. Francis at Akron. I have Akron winning. Central Michigan at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State winning. West Virginia at Pitt. Pitt winning. Ball State at Tennessee. Tennessee winning. South Carolina State at UCF. UCF winning. Bryant at Florida International. FIU winning. Long Island University at Toledo. Toledo winning. VMI at Wake Forest. Wake Forest winning. Penn State at Purdue. Penn State winning. Eastern Illinois at Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois winning. Alabama A&M at UAB. UAB winning. Louisiana Tech at Missouri. Missouri winning. New Mexico State at Minnesota. Minnesota winning. North, Northern Arizona at Arizona State. Arizona State winning. Cal Poly at Fresno State. Fresno State Bulldogs winning that one. Uh, Portland State at San Jose State. San Jose State. Western Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan State winning that one. Uh, Eastern Kentucky at Eastern Michigan. I'm going to go with Eastern Michigan on that one. Uh, Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Virginia Tech takes that one. William & Mary at Charlotte. Um, although Charlotte had the most letdown performance ever last week, uh, I'm going to go with Charlotte. Uh, Temple at Duke. I got Duke. Tennessee Tech at Kansas. Uh, Kansas winning their only only football game all season comes in week one against um, against Duke, against Tennessee Tech. Illinois at Indiana. I got Illinois. TCU at Colorado. TCU. Sam Houston at Texas A&M. I got Texas A&M. Colorado State at Michigan. I got Michigan. NC State at East Carolina. NC State all the way. Central Connecticut at UConn. I got UConn. Uh, when their only game of the season. Uh, South Dakota State at Iowa. Iowa. Uh, Buffalo at Maryland. Maryland. Um, Rutgers at Boston College. I got Boston College in that one. North Carolina at App State. I got App State in that one. Um, Delaware at Navy. I got Navy. Um, Richmond at Virginia. I got Virginia. Northern Iowa at Air Force. I got Air Force. Uh, Southeast Missouri State at Iowa State. I got Iowa State. Bowling Green at UCLA. got UCLA. Oregon at Georgia. I got Oregon in the shocker. Um, UTEP at Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Bethune-Cookman at Miami. Got Miami. Cincinnati at Arkansas. Got Arkansas. Houston at UTSA. Got UTSA. Oh. Messed up that one. I got Houston in that one. Um, Arizona at San Diego State. Got San Diego State. North Dakota at Nebraska. Uh, I got Nebraska. Norfolk State at Marshall. Got Marshall. Tulsa at Wyoming. I got Tulsa. Troy at Ole Miss. Got Ole Miss. BYU at South Florida. Got BYU. UC Davis at Cal. Got Cal. Nicholas at South Alabama. Got South Alabama. Texas State at Nevada. Got Nevada. Rice at USC. Got USC. Morgan State at Georgia Southern. Got Georgia Southern. Florida Atlantic at Ohio. I got Florida Atlantic. Middle Tennessee at James Madison. Got James Madison. 
Utah at Florida got Utah. Albany at Baylor got Baylor. Illinois State at Wisconsin got Wisconsin. Miami of Ohio at Kentucky got Kentucky. Mercer at Auburn got Auburn. Elon at Vandy got Vandy. South Dakota. Oh, look at that. Vandy starting the season 2-0. South Dakota at Kansas State got Kansas State. Auburn at Coastal Carolina got Coastal. Liberty at Southern Miss got Liberty. UMass at Tulane got Tulane. Southeastern Louisiana at Louisiana got Louisiana. <sighs> Grambling at Arkansas State got Arkansas State. Utah State at Bama got Bama. Notre Dame at Ohio State got Ohio State. Memphis at Mississippi State got Mississippi State. Georgia State at South Carolina might be a little tricky for South Carolina, but I got South Carolina. SMU at North Texas got SMU. Colgate at Stanford got Stanford. Murray State at Texas Tech got Texas Tech. UL Monroe at Texas got Texas. Louisville at Syracuse, I got Louisville. Maine at New Mexico got New Mexico. Idaho at Washington State got Washington State. Boise State at Oregon State, I got Boise State. Kent State at Washington, I got Washington. Western Kentucky at Hawaii got Western Kentucky. Florida State at LSU got LSU. Clemson at Georgia Tech got Clemson. Whoo! Wow, I need some water after that. Wowzers, we might have to adjust that throughout the season because 83 games is a lot of games. So I might switch that to top 25 only. Yeah, most definitely might switch that to top 25 only. But for this week, we'll stick to it. Hell, if you want to parlay all those together, even though you can only have about 14 legs in a parlay, if you want to parlay all those together, see how you do. Honestly, I might do that just as a little fun. Hey, my picks, got to trust them, right? But also, uh, those parlays I gave earlier aren't like the end-all, tell-all of my picks for this weekend. I do want to put up put up a couple things special. Um, so I'm definitely not done done uh, creating stuff. So if you want to send me a text, if you're interested in those picks, just send me a text and I'll share what I'm thinking. But I kind of want to wait for those. So I'll if you want them, text me and I'll just send them to you whenever I'm whenever I'm fully secured on them. Um, but God, where to go from here? It's week one. It's finally college football week one. It's finally the real deal. So let's have a good weekend, shall we? I am out.